Welcome to Statesman, it's me, Jeff Bridges. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Underrated Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or those that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. This is a show of a collaboration of friends, and together we are the Undercast Company. I am Ariel, and I'm joined, as always, by Derek and Alan. Hey. What's up, everybody? Uh, so today we are going to talk about, and on as a part of our summer sequels um, series that we are doing right now, um, we're talking about another one of my picks, um, Kingsman, The Golden Circle. The gold, yeah, The Golden Circle. It is the 2017 sequel to Kingsman, The Secret Service, um, both being written and uh, co-written and directed by Matthew Vaughn, who, um, if you haven't seen The Gentleman, very good movie that came out. Um, now, it was it 2020? No, 2019. You did do The Gentleman? That was, yeah, you did The Gentleman. That's not, no, that's Guy Ritchie. Oh, Guy Ritchie. That was Guy Ritchie. Oh. You always no. switch those two. You always like them and then uh, they Danny Boyle. Yeah. They're like yeah, all the same guy to you. Yeah. Totally sorry, sorry, sorry. They're all yeah, those... like British <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Well, it's definitely like the gentleman has that kind of feel. But no, I'm talking about uh, Matthew Vaughn. Of... Matthew Vaughn is the superhero Kick version ass. of Guy Ritchie. Like he does superhero comic yeah, book movies. Sorry, first yes. Kick ass. X-Men first class. Kick ass. Too, right? Yeah. Kick ass and okay. kick ass too. No, he just did the first um, kick ass, not the bad one. Oh, it's his first kick. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that sequ- yeah. sequel. But yes, Mac- Matthew Vaughn. Um, and the and of course, uh, the Golden Circle. It did score. Um, uh, I guess you could say one number less value than than its predecessor. The predecessor was at I think a seven seven point seven, and the the sequel was at six point seven on IMDb. Um, for me, I very much enjoy it. I think that it's very much a, a good expansion of the story. It does kind of, like, kick off in a kind of sucky way, like, sad way of, like, you know, of of characters that we've seen in the, the last one kind of being lost to us. But I feel like it's it's a pretty good progression, um, I think because of the under uh, under performance of this movie comparatively to to the first one the another three one might not happen but we are getting a prequel no it, it's King. happened they have announced the the third one the third one yeah they've announced the prequel, prequel and the third one both okay. the third and the prequel the okay. third one is going to be called uh I'll, I'll look it up but yeah they're they're making a third one Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, no, I'm so excited for that then. Um, but yeah, then then there's the prequel. Um, prequel seems pretty cool too. Uh, you should check out that trailer also. Really fucking but good. It looks really good. But uh, but we'll we'll get into that and like just talk geeking over that in a, a, a toward, probably towards the end. But with that, um, Alan, Derek, what did you guys think? Um. I guess I'll start because uh, I I was a really, really big fan of the first Kingsman film and just a really big fan of Matthew Vaughn in general. Um, I think that he makes just really good rated R comic book movies. Um, you know, another one of my favorite, you know, like we mentioned, he did of, First Class. Yeah, usually of, of properties that he wrote the comic book for. 
Uh, well, Mark Millar wrote has written a lot of these comic books that he's adapted. Yeah, um, Kick Ass and yeah. Kingsman. Um, so he's adapted, you know, a lot, a couple of Mark Millar's things or Miller. I don't know if it's Mark Millar, um, but he, you know, and they've both been rated R, and they've just been really, really incredible. He also did one of our favorite films on here and a movie that we've mentioned a couple times being the impetus for this podcast, which is Stardust, which is how I was really introduced to him. And I became a really big fan of it. I've seen all of his movies except for his first film, uh, Layer Cake. Um, but he is and- a really, really good director, like kind of comes for that same school as Guy Ritchie and all those. And he did, I think, produce a couple of Guy Ritchie's films uh, like Lockstock, I think. Um, but yeah, Kingsman oh, yeah, won. Yeah, <laughs> Kingsman <laughs> One was my favorite film of 2015. I thought it was a really just smart satire of the kind of superhero action genre that, while it subverted a lot of things, also paid its respects to like the James Bonds and those kind of films. Um, so I just absolutely loved it, and I just, for whatever reason, did not get around to seeing the second one. I think I just missed it in theaters. And it's never really been streaming anywhere. Like, I don't think it's ever been on any streaming services. Um, it was for, yeah, it was like, like only for a week on, on FX, the FX app. And then because of that, it was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And, but then I went back to finish it up because I hadn't finished it. But now it's like, it's not on those either ones. It's still on FX, the channel, which you could like DVR and record it. But, it's not on their app, and it's not on Hulu anymore. So yeah, it's mm. kind of like a hard one to like stream. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to get it from the library. Like I actually went back and, um, in preparation for this podcast, rented both Kingsman One and this one because I hadn't seen Kingsman One since 2015. So I was like, does this still hold up? And I thought it really held up. Um, and so it put me in uh, a good mindset to kind of watch this one. I. I do wonder, though, if it was a mistake going back and watching the first one before this, because I do love Kingsman 1 so much. And this film, while I enjoyed it and I I liked it, it did not live up to that first film. It's the kind of classic like, hey, it's a sequel and it's a pretty good sequel, but it just doesn't clear that for me personally, it did not clear that very high bar of the first film. And I think that's a problem that sequels just in general run into is just like, you know, it's something I talked about when it's like, that's why people fucking hate Indiana Jones 4. And like, Indiana Jones 4 on its own, I think is a pretty decent action film. But people, like, Ariel, I can tell right now that you're having (laughs) it. Yeah, I think on its own, like in a vacuum, Indiana Jones 4, serviceable film. Compared to the Indiana Jones 1, 3, and even maybe 2, it's nowhere near how incredible those movies is. And I kind of feel exactly the same way about this movie um it, it there is some really good stuff in it like for sure i think the villain is very interesting i think the kind of like the whole like way it's like set like set up where it's just kind of like regonomics this kind of war on drugs and the president is just like this just asshole and just kind of like yeah we'll let them die and like that kind of creates this villain who's just the like the ultimate this... asshole version of ronald reagan like, yeah i mean it was ronald reagan's son kind of thing yeah, I mean, he just yeah, pretty much is Ronald Ronald pretty much is Ronald Reagan, honestly. Um, you know, but like younger and you know doesn't love jelly beans. Um, but yeah, I just um, so there's some definitely some good stuff in it. The cast is obviously incredible. Um, 
you know, uh, I do think that a lot of the new cast is, with the exception of Pedro Pascal, our boy, um, some of the new cast is underutilized. You have Channing Tatum in a coma, and you barely get mm-hmm. any Jeff Bridges. Um, and I really wish they would have, especially since at the beginning they killed off, like as you had mentioned, they killed off the cast of the first one with, you know, the exception of just Eggsy, the main character, and uh, Mark Strong's character, Merlin. Uh, they killed off everybody. So that was one of the things I really loved about the first one is the dynamic between him and Roxy, because it's one of the few films I've seen where it's like uh, a leading uh, male, and then his he has a kind of like sidekick female character, and they just don't fall in. There's nothing romantic at all. And then she's just mm-hmm. his best friend in this movie. She's even like kind of talking to him while he's on a date and stuff like that. And they just blow her up. And I'm just like, that. it's such a waste that I feel like they just blow her up so they can bring in these new characters. That was my one big problem. My other big problem was the fact that they brought Harry back. And that all kind of also pushed away the new characters that they had killed off the other. And I'm just, I really, I really don't, it lessened the impact of Harry's death and his whole mentorship and kind of like his arc in the first one. Just be kind of like, yeah, he's back. And I know that they, at least they, they do kind of like be like, there are some consequences for death. He's not just like back and everything's good again. Um, but they did actually kind of make you feel the weight of it. Still, though, I would have much preferred if they hadn't brought him back and if they had, if like Roxy had fulfilled that role in this movie. Um, I think maybe, you know, they went with him because he's a big star and he was the first build in the first movie, even though he's not the main character. Um, but like I said, hard, big shoes to fill. They do some good stuff in it. Pedro Pascal is incredible with his laser whip and stuff. And I do like how he, they kind of like subvert the final battle. They have, you know, Julianne Moore being the kind of main bad guy. And then they're like, Guess kid, just kidding. Actually, we're going to have the final fight here with Pedro Pascal. There's some kick-ass action, you know, not, you know, no pun intended. But there's some great action in this film. Some really cool, just like, I love the kind of like wacky stuff that was in the first one. And they kind of like do a lot more of that. And they're like, okay, here's Elton John and just like, the kind of fight sequences are really cool. Like that's some one thing about Matthew Vaughn is the dude can shoot action. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this is my least favorite Matthew Vaughn film. Um, I think all of his other movies are just some of my favorite films of all time. Um, and I think he even, I do like, appreciate that this is rated R. Um, I do like his rated R movies, generally speaking, more than his PG-13 ones, because he does get to kind of have a little more freedom and cut loose and have some more gore and F-bombs and just, like, you know, not everybody loves it, but I do kind of like some of the, like, inappropriate humor. I I do think it's kind of, like, dumb clever. It's like, this is stupid, but we know it's stupid, so it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, But... Yeah, overall, it's it's a mixed bag for me. I'm very glad that I saw it, though, and it did get me hyped both for the sequel that it's coming out, Kingsman 3, because I don't think they've ruined the series. I think that you can still continue mm-hmm. on with it. And mm-hmm. in the prequel, the origins of this, it kind of got me excited to see that. Um, so I guess that's my two cents. Mm-hmm. Alan? I mean, uh, you hit a lot of stuff on the head that I was going to say as well. Um, I... I lost train of thought because like I'm trying to see I'm trying to think of what what to say, but um love the first Kingsman movie and and I've seen both both these movies a, a couple of times and I really dig them. They're a lot of fun. Um I will say that I agree with you, Derek, a little bit that it does have huge 
shoes to fill because I, me and my girlfriend did the same thing. We one day we're like, let's watch the Kingsman movies just for fun. And we watched the first one. And then we immediately, like you said, we had to rent the second one and we, and we watched it and like watching them back to back is a little tough because like the first one, just, it's just gold. Like it just, everything about it is perfect. It's just such a great, solid satirical, like spy movie, the sequel. And, you know, it's just sequelitis, you know, it just has a little bit of trouble filling those big shoes. And the thing is, I think with the first one, there was just so many great things about the first one, like Harry and, you know, Mark Strong and like all all the other uh, agents as well, all the other Kingsmen. I know what you mean that they're like, okay, we have to try and we're going to have to kill some people off and then we're going to bring back Harry because Harry was legitimately a really, really amazing character like i i love this character i was really sad when he died i was really excited though when they brought him back because i thought mm. he was so so fascinating so badass but i also like too that like they didn't just bring him back and were like oh hey you know he's a badass back to normal he, he actually had to take some time to rehabilitate and like there's they show that scene of him to do the same uh, little fight scene where he like locks the door and he fucking throws like like he grabs the the umbrella and he tries to hit one of the guys with the um the pint glass and it just flies across the bar and they're like what the fuck was that <laughs> those mm-hmm. moments are really great though like uh yeah but ultimately like it's, it's a lot of fun still like i still have a great time with it um the like the story is pretty great i i do agree also they underutilize some characters um, I'm really glad that they, re- they used Pedro Pascal as much as they could because you know it's our boy Din, and uh, yeah, Shannon Tatum as well. I was kind of upset about where I was like, I wanted a little bit more of the American agents, the the um, oh my god, statesman. what are they called? The statesmen. statesmen. Thank you. Welcome to statesmen. It's me, Jim Bridges. Fucking <laughs> absolutely love that. I thought that was the fucking coolest thing. I hope the next one they delve more into more of the statesmen or like other countries have their own like version of the Kingsman. Cause I thought that was so badass. That, if anything, that kind of made the experience of, of the second one kind of its own uniqueness is that they had like, just like the fantastic beast movies where like, we find out that there's an American Hogwarts and you're like, get the fuck out. That's badass. <laughs> so like with this being like the statesmen and they have like cowboy hats and they, they drink whiskey and they have like the fucking, just so american and it's so hilarious where i was just like yeah that's what our secret agents would be like (laughs) like super exaggerated i was like i I respect that that i i i would totally fucking be on board for that and i always wanted to cosplay as a statesman as well because i was like they're just so badass yeah yeah but but yeah yeah, like Sorry, no, definitely like no, definitely like 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 just Jeff Bridges. I don't know if you noticed this, but he was like doing some like kind of like not weird, but like very like eccentric kind of things. Like he would dip his like finger in in like the whiskey and then like put it on his gums or like like pull the like, cork out that. like yeah. just like this and then put the cork back mm, down or something. Yeah. Like that. Good work, a good friend there. Yeah, freaking man, Jeff. Bridges. I feel like he had to do this shit like that just because he's like, well, I'm not in the movie that much, so <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make my character somewhat unique. But, um, but yeah, like I, I the, uh, of course, like you said, Matthew Vaughn just kills it with action. Um, all the action scenes were great. 
the one of the only thing that the, the biggest thing that upset me was I thought Julianne Moore's like villain was okay. I thought she like compared to Samuel Jackson and the previous one. I thought she was fine. I, I, I don't know. And then I felt like they kind of used Elton John's like fame. Like I'm not gonna lie, sometimes fan of like certain movies where they use a celebrity and the celebrity plays themselves. Mm-hmm. They kind of use them for like laughs just because they're famous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. And this one, I was like. Eh. I like Elton John, but I was like, I wasn't like, oh my god, about it. Like in uh, another movie that does that, um, Ocean's Twelve did it really cool. Like in that movie, they did a really good job with it. I know there's like other movies where like um, I remember there was another movie where they had like Neil Diamond show up and Zombieland is one of my favorites. Zombieland is a good one. Are you talking about um? Oh my gosh, Saving Silverman. It's an old. Yes, I mean, yeah, that, that one, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, that one. <laughs> I, I kind of thought, like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. And then after a while, I was like, all right, I'm over it. But yeah, that movie's great too. That's a that's a really old one. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray in Zombieland. That one, I still kind of I'm on the fence about it because I'm just like, but either way, that's that's a whole different thing. But. Yeah, and then the only the only only other thing that kind of bothered me was like I really wanted Mark Strong to just fuck shit up because like I think he's so cool, he's a really great actor, and I felt like they were hyping him up for the final battle, and then he just sacrifices himself, and I was like, get the fuck out of here, man! I was like, this dude has been the biggest support for all these characters, and then you're just gonna kill him off like that, and I was like. I guess that was a cool sacrifice, but I was like, I wanted him to like just fuck shit up, like just kill a couple guys and then do that. But either way, yeah, it has a lot of big shoes to fill, but it's still like a very solid sequel, and I'm very excited for the the third one. Uh, the prequel, I'm like, and eh, I'll go watch it, but the third one, I'm really like really hyped for. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um. This is definitely my choice. I do agree with you both about, of course, it not being up to the par of like completely of the of this of the first one. Truthfully, I think that the first one should be rated like a little bit higher, and therefore this one should be rated a little bit higher. Um, because yeah, of course, the first one just like just I I like to compare these these movies to like the John Wick movies and how like kind of like. Breaking of the mold and not like revolutionary in a way to they were, and I feel like that's both of them have have even though some people might not admit it, John Wick probably I think John Wick three was kind of like not the best um um compared to the other two, but yeah I feel like this is this kind of falls in the realm of it, but I do feel like it it is still deserving of a higher score than it was given. Um, so, so yeah, like definitely I enjoyed it, like for, for the parts that you said of, of the, in, in expanding that world and, and adding like the statesmen and stuff like that. And, the, um, and yeah, just the whole twist on Pe- Pedro Pascal's character and, and that, I mean, definitely like rewatching it now, um, you could kind of like, yeah, see it, like there's hints of it a little bit more, you catch on a little bit more with, you know, another rewatch and stuff. Um, 
And yeah, like, like it, you could, it's very funny to me, like, because, you know, him playing a cowboy and then he's going to play an Austin, a Texan um, in The Last of Us now. So, so it's very, and, and then, of course, The Mandalorian is essentially a Western, too. Um, but, but yeah, of course, you know, we, we love to see, we love to see the Hispanic, you know, on the forefront of anything. Um, I definitely did enjoy, I, I'm, I was kind of, I, I liked uh, Harry coming back, but like you said, like it was kind of a little bit diminishing to to his um to his sacrifice at the end, and that's kind of like. But for 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 the most part, I think he would. I I enjoyed it, and I I liked that he had come back. Um. Uh, yeah, for for Merlin, like it is kind of sad, but then when you see back to it that and. I had missed it in previous um, watchings, but him saying like Exy's uh, dad kind of sacrificed himself for for him and and Harry that he's kind of like doing it for the same reasons. And he did like yeah, so yeah, no, I I did I did enjoy that. Um, you know that's why like I I did like his heroic sacrifice. Um, there kind of at the end, I I can't you know and it's. It did kind of remind me of like the you know way Harry went out. Um, just I mean he didn't actually sacrifice himself, but just like having this character that's so iconic just kind of like go down in the end. Um, but I looked up um, while we were talking the scores of this movie, and they did about the same box office. They did a, both did about four hundred million dollars, so they're both big box office successes. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that Kingsman One only has a Rotten Tomato score of seventy five, which is pretty good, but it's not great. And then this one has a score of 51% Rotten Tomatoes. So like you mentioned, they're kind of close on IMDb, but like a big gap when it came to, you know, the critical scores on Rotten Tomatoes. So, and it just kind of got me thinking, like, do you guys think it is, and this is like, this is like just a question like I have for you guys or the listeners or anybody, is it fair to like compare a sequel to its predecessor and judge it off of that? Because I think this movie just on its own merits is not like a 50% Rotten Tomatoes, but I think that's pretty Mm -hmm. harsh. But if I am like, Compared to the first one, it's yeah. maybe yeah twenty five percent worse. Like it's a quarter worse, you know. Like I can see that. So I don't know. What do you guys think is is that the right the right thing to do? And on the reverse of that, if a movie is like a solid, it's a solid movie to and a pretty bad movie. Like if, you know, I haven't seen either of those movies, but I hear Mama Mia, Here We Go Again is like a big step up from Mama Mia One. Like what do you guys think? Or like oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken that take. But... <laughs> that's what I've heard. I haven't seen either one. Or like, you know, how like Mad Max 2 is just, which is an incredible oh, yeah. film, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it is such a step up from Mad Max 1. Yeah. Is Mad Max 2 that good because it's just that good of a movie? Or is it just because it's like, this first one was kind of like a fun, weird indie movie, and the second one was like, and now there's assless chaps in the desert and blah, blah, blah. Like... <laughs> I think things are seen more harshly, I would admit, for a sequel um, that isn't as good as its predecessor, then a sequel is better than its predecessor. Uh, because of just the attend of, like, people, like, gross in, in movies than, than kind of, like, a little dip. Um, so, yeah, in that case, I think whenever you're doing a, a sequel, you're always running that risk of being compared to the, to the, its predecessor. And... In, in if it's it's a different story definitely if it's like kind of like a different era it's like a different take like yeah it's a sequel technically but I mean it's like this takes place in in you know thirty years from that point and like 
the it's just the legend kind of like is is the 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 thread that connects the both of them or or whatever um so yeah i mean whether that is fair maybe not yeah maybe not it's not fair i mean like you know you could have like like let's say like yeah like with going with the indiana jones like i i watched the third one first in my life you know the, the Last Crusade, and it's a freaking fantastic movie. That's my but personal favorite. That that's might be my one of my favorite movies ever. Favorite too. Yeah. I mean, just the lore of that one compared to the mm-hmm. first one is so much deeper, and like the the in, in, in my opinion, the adventure is a lot more engaging than than um than Raiders of the Lost Ark. While the Raiders of the Lost Ark is, of course, a classic, I feel like the third one is like adventure is also like just character wise like i feel like raiders of the lost ark i mean raider um the last crusade is a lot more goes more a lot and builds the indiana jones character a lot a lot more um but yeah so i keep thinking that in that sense like it, it was kind of because it's compared to like you know the the original you know last um Raiders of Lost Ark, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, but it's like not that, you know, like it's a lot. When does the line come from, or where is the line where it stops being about it, whether it's better or than the first one, or if it's just not the same as the first one, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. So, and I think that it's, I mean, it, I mean, I, no, like the star, the later Star Wars, the sequels of the Star Wars movies is very diverse of, of liking it and stuff like that, and it's because because the second one, the you know, the Last Jedi, wasn't in that same mold that the first one was in, which the first one was in the same the the same mold as the the pre, I mean, the original trilogy. So it's kind of like dealing with that kind of legacy, and it all comes down to legacy and and whether we should um base things off of the legacy that they are in or if they're just good movies you know yeah yeah and then it's a very hard thing to distinguish you it know really, like to yeah. separate yourself Something I've been from, thinking about a lot even myself as you know like a kind of trying to be a critique of movies but yeah 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 it's it's super tough but what boggles my mind is that you decided to go with Mamma Mia 2 rather than <laughs> like the Godfather part two or like Empire Strikes Back? Okay, You're okay. like, nah, bro, let's go with Mamma Mia. <laughs> well, that's two. because Mamma Mia <laughs> 1 is a bad movie. Nobody thinks the Godfather. Okay. What? Oh, it's Mamma Mia 1 is okay. Okay, it gets yeah, a bad. Okay, well, people don't God. generally like, people don't put Mamma Mia 1 in the same category as Star Wars and The Godfather Part 1, is what I'm saying. So I'm saying if you have a mediocre movie and you make a step up, Star Wars is not a mediocre movie. Godfather is not a mediocre movie. It just made me laugh. <laughs> like I'm like trying to think of something, but I'm like, Mamma Mia 2, Empire Strikes Back. Damn. I, I blame Patrick Willems. I watched his video about fucking sequels, and he talked a bunch about Mamma Mia 2 and shit. <laughs> no worries, but... uh. No, it it is tough though. Like to be honest, like sometimes, like when I hear, because people, I feel like people love to hate sequels. Like that just seems to be 
the the easiest thing like like when oh they're making another one i mean i i, I can't say i haven't been there where like you know they made fucking 20 saw movies where i'm like oh okay I'm, I'm i'm done with this shit but like with that respect yeah judge them the fuck out because they're clearly just there to make more money they're just milking the shit out of that that cow but with other respects like mama mia too i guess it's kind of like like here we go again we gotta we gotta give it a chance but no i mean like i think it just really depends i i feel like i feel like sequels you have to rate them on a lot of aspects the rate i'm like like ariel said the legacy the rate about like okay what about people who haven't seen the first one and like are like well i'm interested in this i'm gonna go give it a watch and then you have to kind of rate it on the on being able to fill in the blanks because every sequel that's that's an ex- that's the job of a sequel is being better but also filling in those blanks for people who haven't seen the original and then there's also you know the money making aspect of it as well where like a lot of studios are like well we're trying to push these movies out because we want to make money just like you know like like I said the saw movies and all the paranormal activities and all that so I feel like with sequels, there's just it's a very broad spectrum of how we rate them. So I I do think it's kind of unfair because I feel sequels, I feel like sequels just have much bigger job to do compared to the originals because yeah. originals just have they're new, so they're just straight up. I mean now we have a lot of adaptations, but they're pretty fresh, so people are just like a little more willing to give it a chance because they're like, well, I want to see what this is about. And then if it's good enough and a sequel's made, they're like, okay, I want to go watch it. But now it's, okay, well, the first one made me feel this way. I want the sequel to make me feel this way or even more. Nobody goes into a sequel and goes, I'm okay if it's not as good. Mm-hmm. It's never like that. They always want to exceed expectations or at least be about the same. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys were, well, that kind of got me thinking what you guys are saying about this movie and something I think that this movie does well that a lot a, a fall a, a pratfall that a lot of sequels fall into that this one doesn't really fall into where it's like a lot of sequels are like we're just gonna do the same movie again but it's gonna be bigger and better and uh, and it just ends up being like oh you rushed it's just not it's the same thing but it's not as good it's the same movie but kind of worse whereas I feel like this does hit some of the same beats but it's not like in the first one you don't run into that quote unquote sequel escalation problem. Because, yeah, there is still a bad guy who is going to kill off a lot of people in the world, like the first one. But it's not like, the it's not like okay, we have to do it again. Where, like, the first one was, like, everybody was going to die except for a select population. In this, it's kind of, it's like, okay, there are some still some people going to die. It's not like uh, this one, they're, like, they're going to literally blow up the world. They didn't need to raise the stakes in this one. And I think that's a smart move to, like, not try and raise those stakes. Um, and then one other thing that I want to talk about, it's kind of unrelated, but talking about, like, sequels and what the expectations we have for them and about like, Oh yeah. Should they, what kind of what you were saying, Ariel trying to trigger me where like it sequels don't, if it's something different, they maybe don't get the, you know, respect right away. And I think one of the sequels that does that really well, it's not a movie, but a video game is um, you had Ocarina of time. And then two years later you have Majora's mask, which is a very different game. And because it's like the first one is kind of like, it's, you know, traditional Zelda game. You go through the story, you beat the bad guys. Zelda's there. Ganon's there. It's, you know, a very much like kind of a linear story. Whereas Majora's Mask is like, there's time travel and you've got to, there's really complicated mechanics. There's no Zelda, there's it's no Ganon. It's not in my room. 
was that? So stressful too. It's it a is. very stressful game as but well. But honestly, it's my favorite video game of all time. And I think at the well, time, people are like, I don't like this game. It's way different. What's going on? Like, I don't like this. What's with all the masks? It's fucking really weird. It's a weird game too. Like, there's some mm-hmm. weird shit going on. But I, I think over the years, like, people have really come to respect it. And I think, you know, that's something the Zelda series does well. Because I think they also did it when they had A Link to the Past. They were just like, okay, the sequel is going to be Link's Awakening. He's going to be on this island that's like a dream. Like, this is some pre-Chris Nolan Inception shit. Like, where he's, like, in a dream and he has to, like, fight all these things. And I hope they do something similar when they make this, you know, the very few details we have under the Breath of the Wild sequel. I hope they go something different with that. And I do appreciate when films kind of go a different way. I think they did that a little bit in this movie um, with, you know, the kind of like statesman stuff. But I would have I appreciated if they had gone a little more off the rails and done something a little more different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I get um, I feel like, yeah, it definitely wasn't the same formula. I mean, like the first one had like a little bit of a build up to it, truthfully, to like the the really the. um. Uh, main villain even or even the the main uh, you know, action parts of, and the actual ki- kingsman of it all you know mm. with the whole training and all that um mm. this one it's definitely like just like i like had noticed it on my rewatch for the for the podcast of of like oh shoot it just drops you in you know like i know that the first one had the the mark hamill um <laughs> like skiing art and stuff like that and that was a little bit of a dropping but this one felt like a lot bigger of a of a like you're just in it kind of thing of fighting with with um eggsy and and the other guys um fight in the car and stuff so so yeah i definitely did enjoy that and i did enjoy that that they took a bit of risk but then also came back to you know they're they're really intricate like fighting styles and stuff like that and like even in that I felt like they they you know physically expanded on it because the of course in the first one the the famous church scene it is very much a a, a secluded section you know it's is just in like a one room church where this one you know you had that that whole poppy's land I you know which like trans transversed you know the main the main street you could say um, to to you know the the different stores the ball the bowling alley you know the the ruins and and things like that and you got to see this fight move around. So so yeah, definitely like yeah. I, I that's probably one of the reasons why I did enjoy this this sequel so much. Yeah, and I I do also like how the sequel kind of like commented on like how like dangerous and kind of like venomous just kind of our nostalgia can be like she takes these ancient ruins and then she just like builds like this 50s americana with like bowling alleys and diners and movie theaters and like all this kind of just like throwback shit to like it's it's very much like almost like a make america great again in the middle of cambodia just like mm-hmm. kind of style which you know ties into the kind of just like the war on drugs reagan kind of through themes to it and i think you know that kind of also can tie into like Oh, do we want like the sequel to just be like the original? Do we want just like another one and or do we want something different? Do we want to hold on to that kind of nostalgic feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think also like outside of like the dancingness of or of the drug of you know, the drug that that's um, you know, killing people and stuff like that. The actual like 
deaths and stuff were a lot more brutal than, you know, the, the rainbow head blowing off, even though that was brutal, you know, you still had, like, the fun of, like, you know, like, essentially the fun fetty of, of those deaths, but with this one, like, they were, like, brutal, like, like, Poppy's eye, like, going backwards into her head and during her overdose was, like, like, kind of, like, jarring, and then, of course, like, um, just the poeticness of of Eggsy killing um you know that one guy for his for his you know friends and for Kingsman and for all that was like such a like a intense moment and stuff so so yeah yeah yeah, yeah no for sure <laughs> well if you guys have anything else to say um why don't we talk about like yeah like like we kind of touched on it but but. I'm. I feel like I'm very excited for the 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 prequel. We haven't seen much mm-hmm. of the sequel. It's it's not in production yet. Yeah. But like the the yeah, because COVID pushed back. The Kingsman is the is the prequel, and then Kingsman: The Blue Blood is going to be the sequel. Ooh, cool. And um, yeah, Matthew Vaughn is going to be returning to direct both of those. Um, yeah. And there is also yeah. apparently a allegedly um, there's going to be a Statesman film spinoff. So. Oh. <laughs> I would be Hopefully, fucking down yeah, for we'll that. See how that. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely down for that. I mean, I, like, you know, let's hope that, that that Jeff Bridges is doing good. You know, I know he had yeah. he had he has um or he had cancer. I don't know if his prognosis now, but but yeah. Um I, I would definitely love to see Jeff Bridges in that role. And even Channing Tatum's character and like Holly Berry's character too, like I mean, he, you know, especially with Halle Berry coming off of of John Wick and having all that training and just like showing more bad badass badassness in Kingsman, but also being like a nerd doing like <laughs> these badass things would be fun to see. Um, but but yeah, definitely, I can't wait for those. I mean, I think that the even the prequel, like I love that that so far what we've seen um, is looking very different from like. I, I cinematography mainly from the other two like it's it, it see it's sh- like it's kind of like a darker tint darker lighting of it um and so a bit more of like a um you know it's taking place during like world war one and all that I, and i kind of really excited because i love that era and i think like a spy mm-hmm. thriller set during world war mm-hmm. one like with like these fine english gentlemen i'm like that sounds so fucking cool like I, mm-hmm. I don't need to see any more World War II spy movies, but a World War One spy movie with just, like, Ralph Phineas is, like, a dapper, just, like, I'm, like, I am so, directed by Matthew Vaughn, I am so mm-hmm. fucking hype and on board for this shit. Like, sign yeah, me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. No, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm definitely, like, I enjoy that, that we're seeing, like, an expansion on this. And I do like the idea of showing where things started because that's essentially where this movie left off of like they have to rebuild and they even quote they like quote what the, their founders said when they were first starting off and i really hope like that they repeat that quote in the prequel which they probably will but i i, I think it's actually um like story-wise really works in storytelling wise because you do have like a, a somewhat mirroring of present to past with the with the how you know kingsman is after this after this sequel you know they're they're rebuilding and so yeah you have like 
um, okay, let's go back to the start and see how they started off. And then, like, then you, you could come back to the third one and see, like, okay, like, this is, like, they took lessons from the, from their past and, like, applied them. So, yeah, definitely, like, I would, I really hope that, that, that yeah, like, they, they have a, a scene, you know, at the end or at the beginning of, like, you know, Harry and Eggsy talking about that and, like, bringing it back to the, the present, you know, kind of, like, of us building up but because it's just them two right now with the statesman help you know, funding and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alan, I know you're, like, you know, you and me and then are both, like, guys who just, like, love lore and love, like, being, like, shit like that, so like, I'm, you're excited for this, right? Like, the prequel? I'm a little whelmed for the prequel, because, like, I kind of want more of, like, what's going on right now, mm-hmm. currently, but I'm hoping maybe the prequel will be, like, very lore-heavy, and maybe it'll also kind of give a little bit, like, a a little bit of like an opening for the third one maybe kind of like a little bit more lore so like you know you you can go watch the, the the thing that i do kind of like about prequels a little bit is that you can kind of set up stuff for stuff that's already existing i'm hoping maybe you know it, it'll be a fun like hey oh that's what they meant or oh that's what this they meant about this so that's what i'm kind of excited for for the third one i'm more excited for the third one than the prequel mm-hmm. to be honest um funny enough i feel like with prequels i'm I'm not that big I'm like the star wars prequels i'm kind of always a little on the fence with prequels yeah rather, I'm <laughs> no no prequels prequels are like, tough prequels are tough because yeah, it's like can... we gotta shove in c-3po and like explain that anakin skywalker built them and you're like what the fuck well, we don't we don't need to know how han solo got his blaster we really don't you know like i don't know so, so I mean, with that, you know, it's Star Wars, but, like, for a lot of stuff, like, I know, like, you know, there's just big franchises where they're like, hey, let's do a prequel, and I'm like, I feel after they've done, like, 20 sequels, I'm kind of like, do we really need a prequel? Like, I don't know, but I, I'm, 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 I'm down for it. I still, I'm still going to go see it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's, like, I think maybe I, I'm a little more harsh on prequels, because mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys have all the answers in front of you right now. Like, you're cheating the test. You got yeah. everything you need. You just got to fill in the fucking blanks. Sequels are a little, you know. I See feel that? like prequels yeah. are a little bit more easier to fuck up because you're like, ah, it's okay. You know, if you didn't like it, just keep watching the other ones and then you could just skip the prequel. But sequels, it's a little more harder to. to I feel like I'm a little bit more forgiving with sequels and prequels. Yeah, I I like prequels like this where it's like okay, like this is like set in the world and it's got like you know some of the bigger things like the organization, but it's not like where was Eggsy before any of it. Like you don't follow Eggsy's dad. Like it doesn't need to. It's way mm-hmm. at the beginning, so I'm that's why I'm kind of like all right, you know, I I am interested in this. It's different characters. It's like a different thing, you know, something like you know like you know you don't need to shoehorn in like all these different characters. You don't need to tell. Like have how Legolas went and had like someone was like go meet a ranger in the knoll. His name is Strider. Like you don't need to have that shit. You know, just just be like, okay, this is its own thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, with that, is is there anything else you guys want to mention? Anything before I wrap things up? I would say, as far as so when we we usually talk about recommendations. And I think that I would recommend this film if you like the first Kingsman film. Um, if you watch the first Kingsman and you liked it like I really did, and you had reservations about it for a long time like I did, I'd say watch it. 
you're you're gonna like you know you're gonna be like okay it's good to be back with these characters even though some of them get blown up at the beginning that you love but still it's good to you know even if you do hear mixed things about the film like i did definitely watch it if you're not a fan of kingsman one watch it like you don't need to watch it um that's my recommendation oh definitely yeah, no, and I, like I said, I do recommend it. Um, If you're looking for a really good, well, if you're looking for, you know, really good action, um, sequences, a lot of shooting, um, um, you know, rated R kind of level stuff of killing and, and things like that, um, definitely add to this one. Yeah, pretty much like what Derek said for me. I mean, uh, if you haven't seen the first Kingsman, then go watch it. But... I mean, if you if you dug the first Kingsman, give it a watch. It's fun. I mean, it's I don't know. I feel like it still has everything, you know, like I mean, you're still gonna enjoy it nonetheless. So yeah, I recommend it. Go give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well with that, thanks everybody for listening. Um hit that subscribe button on the podcasting app to make sure that you are always notified when we have new episodes and um continue to hear us babble. And please, if you're willing to give us a rating and review, that really helps us. And um, with that, we're uh, the Undercast Company once again. And um, if you're looking for more content from us, um, I do a podcast called You've Never Seen Question Mark Exclamation Mark, which comes out on the first of every month. Um, We are coming up on our one year anniversary. We just released our 12th. I I just released um, the 12th episode on Heather's um, where Alan... Um, I introduced Alan to a movie, um, and, uh, further up in my podcast, like my podcast said, you never seen, um, I introduced people to movies that are considered part of pop culture or cinematic history, or they introduced me, vice versa. Um, and then Derek has a podcast called Gateway Episodes, where he kind of does a similar thing with, um, TV shows. Um, it's taking a hiatus right now, but season, all of season one is up. Um, so you could go ahead and check that out as well. Yep, and uh, so. just one more thing I want to mention. Yeah, I am taking yeah a break from that show, but I have been uh, trying. I've been guessing on a lot of different podcasts. Um, so just you know, if you guys want to hear me on anything else, um, just follow us on Instagram. Um, and I'll, I'm always kind of posting about what show I'm on. A show I've been on a lot recently that I want to kind of give a shout out is uh, Can I Say Something um, with my buddy Damien Sherman. Um, so. Uh, you know he's going to be on our show at some point um, once we finish the sequel series. But I had a lot of fun doing that. So you know, ranking my favorite Spielberg movies and ranking my favorite, um, you know, different, different, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so yeah, uh, check that out, guys, if you want to hear some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as always, um, I'm Ariel. That's Alan, and that is Derek. And um, we are the Undercast Company. And everybody out there, thank you for being amazing. See you in another life. Thank you so much, everybody. Take it easy.